Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. I am super excited to continue in Psalm 30. How about you? Absolutely. I've got the new King James Version here in my hand. Open up to Psalm 30. How about I read it? I would love that. Fantastic. So here's the title from... New King James, a psalm, a song at the dedication of the house of David. Verse 1, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Absolutely. Forever. Forever. Yes, that was forever. That was a conversation yesterday. Okay. I, I played a little word association game with you yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's play another word association game today. I am as equally as excited about it. I know you are. <laughs> so here's here's the word I want to throw out. Okay. God. <sighs> so many things. Okay. List a few of them. Love. Mm. Holy. Holy. Jealous. Mm. Righteous. Eternal, omniscient, omnipotent. I've got a lot of associations. You've got a lot. Of, how long would it take you to list all those words <laughs> before you came to anger? Okay. Well, it'd probably take you a while, don't you think? I, obviously, it wasn't in my top five. I mean, you got close with jealous. <laughs> okay. You did get close with the jealous. Did you say anchor or anger? Anger. A n g as, as in angry. Yeah, not the Lord is my anchor, as in holding me safe through the storm, but. Anger, as in God gets angry. I might have gotten to angry before anchor, but still, obviously not top five. It's going to be a while. Well, I think we live in a culture that almost views God as if he's a real holy God, if he's a really loving God. He is an anger-less God. Yeah, that if you're holy, you wouldn't also be angry about anything. Well, and I think in our culture, it's really if you're loving, you wouldn't Mm. be angry about anything. And yet... That is not David's perspective on God. Here, David recognizes that God does become angered. It is hard to imagine a relationship, even the best of relationship, when there would never be any type of anger or any cause for anger. Well, I think, and listen, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I do think that in our culture, though, there's the idea that if I perfectly loved you, I would never get angry at you. Hmm. And, and the fact that I get angry at you means I don't love you. That's a sign I, of my lack of perfection. I mean, I think that's what our culture believes. Hmm. Do you think I'm missing our culture's perspective on that? Do you see something else with our culture? 
I think that um, our culture right now is saying that there's some things that we ought to be really angry about. But uh, it's maybe not the same list that we'd come up with in the Bible. <laughs> well, I, I think that's true. You know, it is interesting. Folks in our culture do realize they ought to get angry about something. But I think when we start talking to them about a loving God, the thought of him becoming angry. I mean, I saw a billboard recently, and the billboard just flat said, God is not angry. That's all it said? Yeah. Or wow. maybe it was like, God is not angry with you. With you, okay. Or something along those lines. But it's like... You, we, uh, that may this, not be true at all. I think that's the key. Here, here David, though, mm-hmm. recognized God was angry with him. But here's his description. Yeah. His his anger is for a moment. At least that's the ESV. What In did verse, the King James yeah. say? But, but for a moment. But for a moment. Verse 5. His favor is for a lifetime. What was mm-hmm. the New King James there? Was that favor, also? Yeah, his favor is for life. For life. So the contrast is about duration, it seems. Yes. And anger, brief, versus favor, forever. Like you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And while weeping may tarry for the night, mm-hmm. joy comes with the morning. Mm-hmm. And and what we're supposed to grab from that is that joy comes with the morning and it doesn't go away. Yeah, you may have spent all night in weeping, but as the sun rises, there's now going to be joy, and that just continues on, because the anger was for a moment, but the favor is for a life, or for a lifetime. Um, Yeah, so so God gets angry. And so God does get angry. God gets angry. Now, I think we need to back up and ask, wait a minute, what is going on here? Because I will be honest, when I hear he's angry for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime— my first picture is actually not a very good one. My first picture when I hear that sentence is of the 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 person who has that explosive anger, mm. who can't control it, and something happens, and it's like that flash in the pan and just blows up like an erupting volcano. But once he gets it out, then he's done and it just goes away. It's just for a moment, so, but his favor is for a lifetime. Okay. So even as you're saying that, if I'm hearing you, your your association with anger is going to be wrath. That anger is not withheld at all, but it just explodes. Well, if and it's the, and for it's a moment, done. but yeah, that yeah. his anger's for a moment. Hey, we can we can love God because look, when he gets angry, it doesn't last long. Mm. You know, it's kind of like a little kid telling his brother, "I mean, it's bad, it's bad." Dad gets angry, but listen, it it doesn't ever last for long. Just just hang on, just hang on. It doesn't mm-hmm. last for long. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a good picture to me. And so, yeah. and that's the first thing I think of. So I have to ask: Is that what David is saying here? I don't think he is. The other, the other one is just the fickle kind of idea, mm. uh, like pagan gods who right. you never know when they're going to get angry, and you never know how long it's going to last. And today they might be angry, tomorrow they might not be. Is that what David is saying? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, are well, you wanting to respond? Well, I'm not. Necessarily, to me, this is one of the one of the ways this particular psalm works. That different ones work different ways. Is the next couple of verses probably give us some insight? You know, unpacking that a little bit as David then is telling this tale, mm-hmm. albeit vaguely, yes, uh, about this situation where he was on the wrong side of God and there okay. was anger, and yet there was deliverance, and that's what prevails. Okay, good, yeah. So I, I think that's that's kind of what I'm seeing here also. So let me see if I'm tracking with you. When you get into verses 6 and 7, it starts, as for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. We mm-hmm. seem to see a little bit of self-confidence, yeah. arrogance. Which, re- which would anger God, right? Which would anger God, which God would respond with anger. And then he admits, look, Lord, I realize it's by your favor that my mountain was made mm-hmm. strong, but mm-hmm. you hid your face. Yeah. 
and I was dismayed. And that that phrase for hid your face is the idea of God's favor and blessing being taken away. It's the kindled anger now being brought okay. because of whatever David has done. Mm. So, so he's done something, and it deserves God's anger, and so God brings anger. Mm-hmm. I also think—let me throw this out at you. Let's sure. back up behind the statements about anger and look at verse 4. Okay. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his Saints. saints. It's not sing praises to the Lord, everyone, Mm-mm. but the saints get mm-hmm. to sing these praises to the Lord and give thanks to his holy name. It's his saints. It's his people. It's it's the people that are walking his way. It's the people that are a part of his covenant that get to give thanks to the Lord and praise to him for this thing that David is about to say. Well, what is it that his saints get to give praise for? With his saints, his anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. What does that mean? I think David is calling to mind the covenant, uh, especially the covenant that God made with him. If I look back at yeah. first, oh, go ahead. Well, even as you're you're turning there, um, just defining terms, this idea of saint means a called out one or a chosen one, which certainly goes to this idea of a covenant people. You're not like everybody else. You're a special, you're one of God's people. This is a special blessing for God's covenant people. Right. The reality is if you're not in covenant with God, God's anger is forever. His judgment is an eternal thing. Mm -hmm. But the holy ones, the saints, those who are in the covenant relationship with him get to give thanks and praise the Lord because with us... Mm -hmm. Yes, we do things that deserve his anger, and when we do, he brings anger. But he doesn't hang on to the grudge. He doesn't hold on to it. He does not remove his steadfast love from us. Yeah, this is powerful. I don't know if you're noticing this, but I'm using some of this covenant language. This is what God said to David about the covenant he was making with him in 2 Samuel chapter 7. By the way, verse 13 uh, he shall build a house for my name. Okay. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. References. This covenant is all surrounding yeah. the building of the house. But by the way, the covenant was also about David's house. Yes. It connected with his own house also. Yeah. But here it is. This is Second Samuel 7 and verse 13 as it's talking about David's son. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. So with the covenant saint, with the holy people of God, yes, we do things that deserve God's anger. And when we do, though he loves us, he brings his anger. In fact, his anger is a part of his love, and we'll talk about that later in the week. He brings his anger when we have done things that deserve his anger, but his anger is for a moment. He disciplines us. Well, that's what I was going to say, that the anger is still a constructive for his people because it is a discipline for his people. Yes. Right? Like in Hebrews chapter 4, he talks to the saints about the the chastisement that they would be receiving from a father and the heart that they should take it. So in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 12, verse I four. said, sorry about that. Hebrews 12, verse, verse four. four yeah. yeah. Uh, you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. 
If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? If you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? I'm thinking about Psalm 103 as we tie all this together. Sure. In Psalm 103 and verse 8, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. We're bringing up the name of God as we saw it in Exodus 34, Mm -hmm. 6, and 7. Then in verse 9, He will not always chide, nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. And then it goes on and talks about forgiveness. Then in verse 13 and 14, As a father shows compassion to his children, children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. God understands that if he brings the full might of his anger against us, we cannot withstand that. We'll never stand. Because we are his sainted people, his covenant people, he remembers his name, and that name is slow to anger. But here's what I find fascinating. Here in Psalm 103, we also see it in Micah, when the anger of the Lord is talked about in chapter 7, verse 18 through 20. It's not just that he is slow to get angry, but when he is angry with his children, he does not retain that. He does not hang on to it. He does not bear the grudge. He brings the discipline, which produces growth. Then he lets it go. Mm. And so this is our Lord. He's not angerless, Mm -hmm. but with his people, this is where we can be thankful is that he does not hang on to it. He doesn't bear the grudge. Absolutely. Well, what are you learning as you're reading Psalm 30? We'd love to know. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer, Edwin. Holy God, I actually want to thank you for your anger because the anger you have towards us as your children is a constructive anger. You, you restrain it and you do not retain it and you use it in a way that grows us and builds us up. And I thank you for that, Lord. I am so thankful that your anger is for a moment but your favor is eternal. And we look forward to being with you eternally because of your love and your grace and your favor. And it's through your son, Jesus Christ, who bore your anger on the cross that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. (laughs) Okay, all right. Get that out of your system. I'm sorry. I I, I heard for, it. I forgot when I scratch my beard, it goes over the microphone. <laughs> Do we just want to start over? I can. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is bad. Uh oh.